It's beautiful. Then feel it. Oh, it's cold. Next, listen to it. Now smell it with your nose. Oh, sweet top notes. And finally, taste it. Experience the new Reese's Take 5 Blizzard today. DQ, happy tastes good. Get it delivered at DQ.com. Delivery subject to availability, additional fees, and minimum order requirements. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. We all know the saying, happy wife, happy life, and good night's sleep will definitely keep the wife happy. That's why you should try Derby Mattress. Their heavy-duty mattress made by Sutherland holds up to 1,100 pounds from a company that's been around for well over 100 years. Also, there's a latex mattress that you can buy now and not have to replace for decades. thing I love about Derby Mattress, their everyday prices beat the sale prices of big box stores. That's Derby Mattress, 105 South Baltimore in Derby or online at derbymattress.com. Are you following ESPN Wichita 92.3 on social media? Check us out on Facebook and Twitter by searching at ESPN Wichita for the latest podcasts, breaking sports news, special giveaways, broadcast schedule, and so much more. Plus, you can visit ESPNWichita.com to listen to our daily national and local sports programming by streaming live or downloading our podcast. It's all on ESPN Wichita 92.3, Wichita's all-sports radio station at ESPN Wichita on social media and online at ESPNWichita.com. I'm Christine Lisi. Less than a week after the Lakers traded him to the Jazz as part of a three-team deal, Art Russell Westbrook has decided on his next landing spot. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports he plans to sign with the Clippers after completing his buyout with Utah. We will see a much different Westbrook with the Clippers. According to Cavaliers guard Danny Green, I think he'll be able to play more free. He's made that adjustment, come up the bench, which helped him a ton in a mindset stage where he can be a role player and, and fit in, and, and not have to be a guy that has to carry the load. Uh, with having Paul George and Kawhi on your right and left side, it'll make it a lot easier for him as well. Um, they have a lot of they have a lot of firepower in that, that team. Their bench is loaded too. Danny Green on NBA Today. NHL Islanders center Matthew Barzal, second on the team in points, out indefinitely with a lower body injury, a tough blow to their playoff pursuit. The Isles currently hold the second wild card spot in the East. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports the Colts set to hire Jim Bob Cooter as their offensive coordinator. Indy's expected to use the fourth overall pick in the upcoming draft on a quarterback. Among the QBs, Cooter's work with as an NFL assistant, Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, and Trevor Lawrence. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, GEICO makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. GEICO.com. Easy. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. 
is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OC. Welcome into hour number two. It's the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. We're also streaming on ESPNWichita.com, on the TuneIn app, on your smartphone, and on your smart speaker. Tell your smart speaker to tune into ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Stropman. Producing is Jack Johnson, 316-669-4996. That's the hotline if you want to give us a shout. If you want to text us, that's always a cool thing, 316-247-0923. You can also tweet at us, ESPN Wichita, Pat Stroffman, or Johnny J underscore 15. And we also have Facebook available, ESPN Wichita 92.3. If you want to send us a Facebook message, that is always an option as well. Here in hour number two, coming up at 345, I'm out Rushmore Monday. And at 325, really going to spend some time talking about Wichita State Athletics from this past weekend. And the reason why we're doing that is because, well, have some individual performances to talk about. One in particular that is rather absurd. So we'll get to that here shortly. The one thing that we didn't get a chance to really talk about was Eric Bieniemy and him moving on to the Washington Commanders. We sort of talked about it, I believe it was Wednesday last week. Maybe it was Thursday. It was the whole Super Bowl leftover deal. Eric Bieniemy, what's going to happen there with him as the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs? Him making a move to Washington, would that be a good thing for him, so on and so forth. We briefly talked about it, but nothing really happened, right? Until Friday after the show. As soon as the show ended, bam, breaking news from Adam Schefter, Eric Bieniemy leaving the Kansas City Chiefs to go be a part of the coaching staff for the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera is the head coach of the Washington Commanders. His number one option was Eric Bieniemy. He is getting the number one option that he had in mind. As Kansas City's offensive coordinator the past five years, Eric Bieniemy has coached in 14 playoff games. Meanwhile, Washington has played in 10 playoff games since winning the Super Bowl after the 1991 season. If Bieniemy succeeds in his new role, the commanders could add to that total in 2023. Now, what does this mean for Washington? The team is changing its offense from the system run by Scott Turner to the West Coast offense that the enemy has worked in the past 10 seasons with head coach Andy Reid, first as the running backs coach, and then the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. There seems to be some crossover with the offenses, so there'll be, I guess, some learning about the terminology more so than anything else. Ron Rivera was looking for maybe the shot in the arm with Sam Howell being at quarterback who can come in and really develop him. 
He believes it is Eric Bieniemy. Now, what does it mean for the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll get to that here shortly. But I want to continue to talk about Bieniemy just in general because we mentioned it last week. Why would Eric Bieniemy go out and do this? Well, it's simply because there seems to be this blockade that is right in his way, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's weird because you would think that being a part of a team, a franchise that has hosted five consecutive AFC championship games and a franchise that has won two Super Bowls in the last four years, you would think that that would ultimately lead him to being a head coach in the National Football League. The Philadelphia Eagles, their two main coordinators, both get poached by other teams in the NFL to be head coaches. Well, why not Eric Bieniemy? Well, Eric Bieniemy, I guess the reason why he's not getting a head coaching job is because, well, it's Patrick Mahomes. He can make anyone look good. The other thing, too, is Andy Reid is the one that surely calls the plays, although Andy Reid was the one who would say that Eric Bieniemy is the one that, that calls plays. So I don't know if Andy Reid's saying that just to try to get EB a job or what, but Eric Bieniemy is making this move simply because the Kansas City Chiefs it's weird to say, but almost holding back Eric Bieniemy. That's not necessarily fair to the Chiefs, and that's not necessarily fair to Eric Bieniemy. But I guess that was the main reason to why he couldn't get a head coaching job. So Eric Bieniemy now taking a chance on himself, trying to go and reshape an offense that was, what, 30th in the National Football League last year? Wasn't great, I know that. In terms of what he's going to have to start with, we'll see him how is going to start the offseason as QB one. I don't know if he's going to stay as QB one, but if but if Eric Bieniemy can somehow get this offense to to really get going, then yeah, there's a good chance he very well could be a head coaching candidate. But maybe not. Maybe there'll still be something in the way. I don't know. The NFL's weird. I, I don't understand why. Some coaches are, are getting looks, and Eric Bieniemy is is not. It's just rather strange. But he's going to have Terry McLaurin as one of the top guys in the offense. Already talked about Sam Howell. Hope Eric Bieniemy does well. You also have Curtis Samuel. You'll also have uh, Dotson. You'll have two solid running backs, Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. There'll be some questions at quarterback, obviously, with Sam Howell, but. Up, up front, offensive line-wise, are going to have to get a little bit better as well. I hope that he turns around that offense, and I think there's a chance that he certainly can. But obviously he's going to have a, a little bit of an uphill battle because he isn't going to have Patrick Mahomes. But he's going to take the chance. He's going to Washington to see if he can try to work himself into a head coaching position that way instead of being with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, for the Kansas City Chiefs, what does this mean for Kansas City? Well, it most likely might likely means that Matt Nagy is going to take over as offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach last season. He was the Chiefs coordinator in 2016-17 before he went to Chicago to be the head coach of the Bears. So more than likely this is just going to be a seamless transition 
for Matt Nagy to take over as offensive coordinator. Now, technically, Kansas City has to interview someone else, if I recall correctly. They're going to have to interview someone outside of the Chiefs organization just to make sure that they do the, the rules the right way. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I read that on Twitter you know, somewhere. But Matt Nagy, it almost seems like a foregone conclusion he's going to take over as offensive coordinator. Is Kansas City going to suffer a setback with Nagy as the guy offensive coordinator? If you have thoughts on that, let us know, 316-247-0923. I don't know if there's going to be much of a change, really, at the very top. EB was likable by a lot of players. I think a lot of players did respect him, but... You know, at the end of the day, you know, that might be the only thing is Matt Nagy is just going to have uh, a relationship to, you know, I guess build and get better with other than just being with the quarterbacks. He's going to have to build a relationship with some other guys, but it's not like Matt Nagy's a stranger. So I don't know if there's going to be much of a setback for Kansas City next year. Jack, what do you think? EB, going to Washington. Uh, I think it's... You know, I wouldn't say it's a win-win for both sides because I think Eric Bieniemy would have definitely wanted the head coaching job. But if this is the next step to get a head coaching job, then I guess you can say it's a win-win because Eric Bieniemy has a chance to have full reins of the offense. He's also assistant head coach for Ron Rivera. That's probably a step up from where he was in Kansas City. And if you're the Chiefs, you would have a great OC to step in and Matt Nagy, which there were reports out there this weekend, whether they're true or not, that the Chiefs believe Matt Nagy would eventually be the replacement for Andy Reid. But, you know, Matt Nagy has a ton of success in Kansas City. I think he had uh, the the year where Alex Smith threw for over 4,000 yards, which was a career high for them, and you know that Patrick Mahomes is head and shoulders above Alex Smith. So the Chiefs get a win in that regard of not having to scramble to replace Eric Bieniemy because I think the production will still be there. But for EB, you know, finally getting this opportunity elsewhere, I'm glad Ron Rivera gave him the assistant head coaching role because I think it's a step up and you're not really moving laterally because if he went OC job to OC job for a worse offense, he'd be taking a step down. But this would be considered a promotion. Just maybe having more say in those, you know, room meetings where you're previewing a team or you're going over film or you're scouting somebody, EB will have a lot of uh, decisions to make there in Washington. But You know, I think I'm actually a little bit more shocked than anything else because I thought once he was passed over for another head coaching job, my impression was that he just thought, okay, there's no need to move elsewhere. I'm not getting any younger. I don't need to go risk my career when I have a nice cushy job here in Kansas City working with the best offense in the NFL. But it's clear now that Eric Bieniemy does want a head coaching job somewhere, and maybe this move works out for him. Let's say Washington finishes top 10 in offense. I definitely have my doubts about that because they don't have many weapons with that if offense. He fin- if he finishes top 10 in offense, <laughs> yeah, Hell, they may deserves assistant coach of the year. <laughs> they may fire Ron Rivera just to promote Eric Bieniemy. And I mean, you're not guy. wrong. Yeah, you're so, not wrong about that. You know, I, I think it's good for him that he is putting – you know, some some risk into this. I'm sure it, maybe I, I just said, you know, he's not getting any younger. Maybe he looked at it and going, hey, I'm not getting any younger. If there's any chance to, to, you know, put my career on the line, maybe now is the time. I've won two Super Bowls. I've proven I'm a great OC at this level. If I go to Washington and it doesn't work out, hell, I wasn't going to stay around the NFL much longer than that. I wasn't going to stay into age 65, 66, 67. He's one of the most decorated OCs that we've seen in the NFL. And now he gets a chance to go and prove 
Can he do it at a lesser franchise? Can he go do it with a lesser quarterback, with lesser weapons, a lesser lesser offensive line? I'm excited to see how it pans out, but I think if you're in Kansas City, you wish the best for Eric Bieniemy. you would want to root for Washington to have a good offense so it shows that, hey, this whole time he was really a great coach. At the same time, though, Matt Nagy is just as good as Bieniemy, in my opinion, as an offensive coordinator. And the greatest thing about Matt Nagy is that we don't know what he's truly like with Mahomes being the OC. He was the quarterback's coach. He knows how to work with Patrick Mahomes. But when he was the OC and he had Alex Smith throwing for over 4,000 yards, I can only imagine what he can do now. Also, the other question is, all right, what type of run or what type of uh, voice will Matt Nagy have in those offensive meetings? Because mm-hmm. Andy Reid's still being around. Remember the biggest knock that we talked about? How much say does Eric Bieniemy have when calling plays? Is Matt Nagy just going to be another pawn where it's really Andy Reid calling on the plays and he just has the title of OC? Or will Matt Nagy get to call a lot of the plays because he's done it before and he's done it with Alex Smith? A lot of things to play out with, but I feel like if this does get Eric Bieniemy in head coaching job and the Chiefs offense doesn't take a step back, hell, it's a win-win in my books. Right. Well, and at the end of the day, if there was ever – now, here's the other thing, too, about Eric Bieniemy. If there was ever a time for him to become a, a head coach, you know, in a certain cycle, it it would have been this year, weren't it? Because of 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 what Kansas City was able to do with all those different changes when it comes to the receivers, you have Juju Smith-Schuster as a new guy. Tyreek Hill gets traded. You look at what Kansas City was able to do this year with so many so many of those changes, and it's like. If there was ever a chance for Eric Bieniemy to get a head coaching job, you'd think it'd be this cycle. But on the flip side, though, gosh, like I kind of expected there to be more openings this year in the NFL. Didn't you? I feel like there wasn't as many as previous years. Or am I wrong thinking that? Yeah, I, think, I didn't feel like we had. I didn't think we had that many head coaching vacancies this year. There really weren't. And if we did, and if we did, we had stuff figured out in a matter of seconds. And you're not going to look at the, the Philadelphia coordinators and go, well, those guys don't deserve jobs. I don't know. I think they deserve some They deserve some credit. I mean, the the, the, defense, the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles, supposedly the best in the NFL, and then you have the offense. You, you, you see what they were able to do with Jalen Hurts. It's like, well, shouldn't those guys get some contention too when it comes to you know what, what they're about as well? Like, I don't know. I, I just look at the NFL head coaching vacancies and – I felt like there were there were not as many this year as previous years. Now, maybe I'm wrong saying that. There really weren't. And, and to be honest with you, there was less to me, it felt like, of head-scratching hires. You know, I think there's been someone sure. going, how the hell did that guy get a job? Like, I think right now the biggest controversial hire is Jonathan Gannon. But at the same right. time, you know, Jonathan Gannon did lead a pretty good defense. Like, it wasn't like they just completely reached and got some special teams coach like Joe Judge, and you're going, how the hell did you make that hire? <laughs> like, Jonathan Gannon, he may not work out. And, you know, what? I think there's going to be people rooting for him to fail because he got a job over Eric Bieniemy. But at the same time, you can look back and say, all right, why did you make that hire? Oh, because the Eagles had, you know, a top three defense in yeah. the NFL. And, oh, by the way, the Broncos traded for a head coach. Yes. <laughs> and, but see, it's, it's Sean Payton. And even like right. Carolina with Frank Reich, like Frank Reich has shown he's a damn good coach. He was of Indianapolis. <laughs> Former head coach already. So, yeah. and, and D'Amico Ryans is one of the young up-and-coming head coaches. So I think this year there's been less controversy around Eric Bieniemy because I don't think there's been many reaches. I think if you want to call the Jonathan Gannon hire a reach – 
Well, I mean, I guess you're entitled to your opinion on that. I just wasn't as shocked going into the offseason because we've seen this the last two or three years. Like, Eric bieniemy has been passed over. What makes you think this is going to be any different? I mean, if he was passed over in 2019, 2020, 2021, there's not going to be a team that miraculously just changed their opinion and goes right after him as their number one guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Washington thought of that when debating if they wanted to bring Ron Rivera back. But at least they're going to give him a chance as an OC. And if it works out for him, great for him. He paid his dues. He's definitely paid his dues in Kansas City. But maybe he needs to prove that he can do it here, not under the shadow of Andy Reid. But, yeah, I think to your point, there wasn't many openings. And I was kind of shocked when I think it was Gannon was hired. And they're like, all right, all the coaching vacancies are filled. And I'm going, man, it's not even March yet. There's no exciting <laughs> hires now we can look forward to before the draft. But I'm sure a lot of GMs said, hey, the draft is coming up here, and we need to get our head coach in place so we can start meeting with the team, meeting with the front office, and assessing those needs. So, yeah, I would say this year it's kind of been boring with the hires because everybody's sort of been penciled in as to where they would go, and there was no really debate of it. Like Sean Payton was rumored to Denver. He went to Denver. D'Amico Ryan's rumored to Houston. He went to Houston. Gannon to Arizona. He went there. Um, blanking on his name to the OC for Philly, but he went to Indianapolis. I think it was, was it Scott? Steichen. Steichen, that's right. Steichen goes to Indianapolis. Like, the only controversy there really was was if Jeff Saturday was going to be rehired in Indianapolis. But other than that, I think every team zeroed in on their guy and went and got him. And that's why it went by so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, as much as we want to sit here and talk about EB and, and, and wonder why he wasn't a, a you know a, a candidate for a head coach this year, I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean, shoot, first and foremost, you're talking you know another deep postseason run for Kansas City. But pretty much everything was like these teams already had like their their minds made up, and it's like well, no matter what happens in the Super Bowl, if Eric Bieniemy is the Super Bowl champion or not, it's it's pretty much done because there's there's really nothing out there. So as, as much as I want to sit here and be like EB deserved a shot as a head coach, it's like well, this year it, it just it just wasn't really the right time for for EB. Now maybe this is the right move at the right time for him because who knows maybe he goes to Washington and does extremely well and as you brought up maybe he replaces Ron Rivera but there'll be some openings for next year I can see happening if things go south there for the Las Vegas Raiders what happens to Josh McDaniels you look at the Los Angeles Rams with Sean McVay. He says that he's back, but what if Sean McVay is going to be gone? What about Brandon Staley? Brandon Staley for the L.A. Chargers fires his offensive coordinator just to try to keep his job, pretty much. You look down in Dallas, I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But you look at Mike McCarthy. Like, do we really think his job is safe? Thought that maybe there's a chance he would get fired this year because of another disappointing season for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just looking ahead to next season, and Eric Bieniemy. maybe this is the, the right time for him. You do bounce to Washington. You take a team that's number 30 in offense and get it to where you're respectable to where you're in the top half, I would say if you finish top 12, that would be a hell of an accomplishment. And it's and it certainly depends on who the heck's that quarterback. If you're able to do it with, with Sam Howell, 
throw roses at the feet of Eric Bieniemy. I don't think it's going to happen, but he does understand. I think he understands of, of what's going on. And look, here's the other thing too for Eric Bieniemy. Have we ever heard him say that he publicly wants to be the 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 head coach of an organization? Have we heard him say that before? Not has he publicly knowledge, said? I don't think. Has he publicly said I want to be a head coach? With this type of move, maybe this really means that he wants to be a head coach. Maybe this is it. I'm sure his camp is probably saying that to teams, but I don't think we've ever heard him publicly say that he wants to be the head coach uh, of a team. But now with him, I think, going to Washington, I think it's a foregone conclusion. It's like, hey, look, if there is any doubt, this is what I want to be. I don't know why he would have to publicly say it to get other people's attention, but maybe – Maybe this is also a part of that as well. I don't know. NFL, like I said, very, very strange. But I think next year there could be some interesting landing spots if Eric Bieniemy does have a successful season as the offensive coordinator. He very well could just stay in the house there with Washington, too, for that matter. But at the end of the day, he had to go somewhere to get out of the shadow of Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes and that Kansas City Chiefs offense. It's, it's simply put, what was taking place before wasn't working. And if it's not working, well, you got to look at certain things and go, how can I get to this spot if this isn't working? Just like with anything with life, if this isn't working, how do I go about trying to make it work, trying to get to my destination? Sometimes you got to change your path. And Eric Bieniemy is changing his path by being the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. For the Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, if Matt Nagy can have that type of success with <laughs> with Alex Smith, <laughs> something tells me with Patrick Mahomes, yeah, it's probably going to be fine. <laughs> so for those that might be freaking out about the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't think anyone is, but if you are, I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about with Matt Nagy being the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs for 2023. 316-247-0923, that is the text line if you want to hop on the show. 316-669-4996, that's the hotline if you want to call. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strompman, Johnny J underscore 15. Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Later on in the show, I'm Mount Rushmore Monday with Jack, but up next, but up next, we have to talk about a big-time performance from this past weekend. This person is just lighting it up. If you're a Wichita State fan, you love to see it. We'll get into it next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You already know Eaton Roofing and Exteriors does roof repairs. It's right there in our name. But have you thought about what comes after the and? Exteriors. Eaton offers high-quality windows, doors, siding, and decks. Eaton Roofing and Exteriors. Here for the life of your home. Call 316-943-0600 or visit eatonroofing.com.
tried Dynavite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self. My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynavite and her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Are you in trouble with the IRS? Detaxify is the trusted tax relief solution that has an A-plus rating with the BBB, five-star rating from Google, and specializes in the IRS Fresh Start program. If you have years of unfiled back tax returns or owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or state, the government has the power to garnish your wages, freeze your bank account, and in some cases, they can now revoke your passport. This is John Zandi, president of Detaxify. Detaxify specializes in the Fresh Start program where we help struggling taxpayers get out of collections or settle their tax debt. If you're being or dealing with threatening letters from the government, you may need professional tax relief representation. My team at Detaxify can stop the tax collectors and stop the threatening letters from the IRS or state. Call me now for a free consultation. Call now, 800-601-7780. That's 800-601-7780. Detaxify offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Call now, 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. Dell's semi-annual sale is the perfect opportunity for a significant business upgrade. Save up to 45% on Dell computers with Windows 11 Pro and get an easy start to your workday. Plus, enjoy special pricing on Dell Docs, monitors, servers, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today to find the right tech for your business with fast, free shipping. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Here in Manhattan, every man is a wildcat. Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir! Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Tuesday, Kansas State faces Baylor. Hear the tip-off at 6 on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. It is a beautiful day here in Wichita. I would highly recommend going out and hanging out at the patio area there for Twin Peaks. Two locations in Wichita, Ridge and Taft, and 21st and Rock. Coming up in a couple days, National Margarita Day. Who doesn't love a good marg? Also coming up, fish and chips. Sounds like a wonderful option when the Lent season takes place, which, by the way, that's coming up in a couple of days. But in the meantime, you can go and uh, celebrate happy hour at Twin Peaks. No one does happy hour quite like Twin Peaks, whatever your preference. They have everything from tequila cocktails and an extensive bourbon category to top-shelf spirits and cocktails served over ice balls, local craft beers and handcrafted whiskey cocktails round out an adventurous drink menu second to none. And don't forget about their 29-degree man size drafts. That's Twin Peaks, Ridge and Taff, 21st and Rock, the two locations in Wichita. Coming up on Mount Rushmore Monday with Jack Johnson. 
We do have to recap what took place for Wichita State this past weekend. And i got to say, Sydney McKinney, if we did a Mount Rushmore or a Mount Rushmore Monday on Wichita State athletes, where would Sydney McKinney fall? Would she be on the face of that Mount Rushmore? Because holy smokes, she is just killing it. So first and foremost, Wichita State slugged three home runs, including a multi-home run game from Lauren Mills to finish a classic over the weekend. 12 nothing win over FDU in five innings. It would have been yesterday evening. Wichita State finished the weekend with three straight run rule victories. Wichita State softball now 8-3. and three. Big weekend coming up in Denton, Texas at the North Texas Invitational. Wichita State faces a ranked North Texas team twice. So that will be big coming up. Sydney McKinney, so we talked about Lauren Mills and what she was able to do with two home runs. Sydney McKinney, though, she recorded her 300th career hit becoming the first shocker to accomplish the feat in school history. She finished the day 3-for-3, three three, upping her season totals to 27-for-35 after 11 games. She was able to get multiple hits in 6-of-11 games. And here is the thing. She has already shattered Wichita State's all-time career record for hits which was previously 250 from 2005 to to 08 by Brittany Barnett. McKinney is trying to climb up the ranks when it comes to the NCAA all-time hits leader. The all-time NCAA leader is Arizona's Allison McCutcheon, 405 career hits, Sydney McKinney only needs 57, though, 57 more hits to enter the top 10 all-time list, which that seems very realistic considering what she is doing. McKinney is currently hitting 771 for the Shockers after their first 11 games of the season. She has a 29-game hitting streak, which is tied for the 11th longest in NCAA history. She is just a cheat code. (laughs) She is off to such a ridiculous start. And she was one of our winners, by the way, for our honorary ESPYs that took place this past summer. She was our NCAA Division I Female Athlete of the Year. And here she is in 2023 just, just flat out dominating. If you want the breakdown of of hits, out of the 27 that she has, three doubles, two triples, two homers, four RBI. She is the leadoff gal for Wichita State. She has 18 runs on the year. She's 27 of 35. She has walked three times. She hasn't struck out once. Wichita State has struck out 46 times as a team. Sydney McKinney is one of three players on the team to log an at-bat without striking out. She is 27 of 35. 
for an average of seven seven one. That is just silly. Absolutely silly. Sidney McKinney. Tip of the cap to you. Off to a terrific start for 2023. And I hope that she does crack the top ten list. That would just be incredible. And not only is she a great hitter, but she's also just a great, great individual off the field as well. So Wichita State softball getting a win against FDU, 12-0 yesterday. 13-0 win at San Diego, 10-0 win over FDU on Saturday, and then you have a split on Friday, a 2-0 win against Utah Tech, and a loss to Boise State, 8-0 in six innings. And now Wichita State will get ready for North Texas, and then the Shockers will return for the Black and Yellow Challenge March 4th at Wilkins Stadium, Western Illinois, and Bradley, the two teams a part of that, Wichita State has Stanford after that, Nebraska, Missouri State, Arkansas, Northern Colorado, Minnesota, Kansas. Some exciting games coming up for Wichita State softball at Wilkins Stadium. So Sydney McKinney, a big weekend for her, but also a big weekend for Lauren Hibbs. So Lauren Hibbs thrown into what could be a tough situation to a lot of individuals. He goes from being an assistant coach for Wichita State Baseball to now being the interim head coach with the departure of Eric Wedge. Wichita State Baseball, first two games of the season, coming up a little bit short. Wichita State Baseball in the season opener at Long Beach State, a 2 nothing loss, and then uh, on Saturday, a 6-5 defeat to Long Beach State. So two really close games, one that saw the offense not come alive, and then the other one, offense was certainly there, but Long Beach State able to walk it off, and then the offense really came alive yesterday for the Shockers, an 11-6 win against Long Beach State just to get a win on the board, and it's the first win for Lauren Hibbs, who has taken over as the interim head coach here for this season. Lauren Hibbs, well, he was a long time coach there for Charlotte. It's not like this is the first win as a head coach for for Lauren Hibbs just in his career. He won 819 games as head coach at Charlotte. But I would imagine that the win yesterday had to have felt great for him. And I'm sure for the team, I'm sure that felt wonderful too. It could be a tough situation for everyone involved when you see the departure of a head coach a couple months away from the start of the season. So the Shockers, they were able to get the win yesterday, 11-6. Lauren Hibbs getting that. First win as the interim head coach at Wichita State. I know he was on the Shane Dinner Show earlier today. You can always go back and find old shows on our podcast page on ESPNWichita.com, Spotify, and Apple Music. 
The Wichita State Shockers, they did their damage early yesterday. They struck for two runs in the first and one in the second and eight runs in the third. Garrett Pennington, he opened up the scoring. First home run as a shocker. It was a two-run shot to the gap and left center for a 2 nothing advantage. Brock Rodden stretched the lead to 3-0 in the second with a two-out RBI single through the right side. The Dirt Bags quickly erased the deficit with three runs of their own in the bottom of the second. It was a tied game at 3-3, but in the third, 10 of the first 11 Shockers reached base safely to blow the game open. Sawyer Thornhill was able to rip an RBI single to the right side to make it a 6-3 lead. Brock Rodden, bases loaded walk. Long Beach State was then called for a Bach attempt on a hidden ball trick. Balloon the lead to 8-3. Garrett Pennington able to get a double. Peyton Tolley capped the inning with a two-run single. 11-3, Wichita State. That allowed Grant Adler to hold up his end of the bargain, if you will, as he was able to pitch six solid innings in his Wichita State debut. He allowed five runs while striking out five. He walked to freshman Nate Sneed, turned in two scoreless innings in his first appearance, and Caden Favors closed it out by recording the game's final three outs. Wichita State continues on the road as the Shockers, they go to a place that I don't think Shane has ever heard of before, and that is St. George, Utah. Four-game set coming up against Utah Tech, and then the Shockers, they will return for their home opening series as they take on Oakland on March 3rd, 4th, and fifth before taking on Oral Roberts. Brief little game at, at Kansas on March 8th, and then it's Stetson for three with Oklahoma on March 14th. And then the Shockers will go on the road for a three-game series against Creighton. Not a bad start for the Shockers. I know you would rather see 3-0, and obviously. You'd rather be celebrating that first win there for Lauren Hibbs in the season opener still only to lose 2-0 in the series opener and then to fall in walk-off fashion on Saturday, but then dust yourselves off by winning 11-6. Not a bad weekend there for Wichita State baseball. So a good solid start for the two spring programs at Wichita State University. Sid McKinney continues to just be a star, and Lauren Hibbs, hopefully that's the first of many here for the interim head coach of the Wichita State baseball team. 316-247-0923, that's the text line, hotline 316-669-4996. You can also tweet at us, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strothman, Johnny J underscore 15, Facebook ESPN Wichita 92.3. All right, when we return, we'll spend a lot of time here with our Mount Rushmore Monday. Should be a blast, as we'll also talk about an event that took place this past weekend. That's straight ahead here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. 
Are you considering a remodeling project for your home? While many remodeling companies come and go, more than 20,000 extremely satisfied customers have chosen Southwestern Remodeling over the course of nearly 50 years in business. We believe the reason for our longevity and proven success stems from our processes that consistently drive excellence. From the initial in-home consultation into the design process and through product and finish selection, you are accompanied by one of our project consultants assisting in every step along the way. Once construction begins, your consultant will stay involved in supporting our dedicated field staff of 32 true employee craftsmen through the process of turning your remodeling dream into a reality. If you're ready to experience the difference a truly professional firm with nearly five decades spent perfecting a truly unique process brings to the table, we would love the opportunity to become a part of your remodeling transformation. Give the Southwestern Remodeling Team a call at 263-1239, stop by our showroom at 134 North Elizabeth, or view our project galleries online at southwesternremodeling.com. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this and this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Were you exposed to hazardous materials while serving in the military and have an illness or condition as a result? If so, you may be eligible for VA benefits and services. Whether you need health care or want to file a disability compensation claim related to military exposures, VA is here to help. Visit va.gov forward slash military dash exposures to learn more and apply today. You served your country. Now let VA serve you. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. I, I told y'all before the season, we got, we got Coach Andy Reid, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach Reid, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I think I'm going to hang around. Uh, I'm not going to say Dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say Dynasty yet. When you want the latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What movie am I thinking of with this song, Jack, Land of the Lost? Boy, you had that answer ready. <laughs> you were prepared. I was. Was there another one, though? Not that I remember better than Land of the Lost. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another one. I don't think it was Starsky and Hutch, was it? Doubt it. I gotta sit there and think about it a little bit longer. I'll let you know if I ever come up with the right answer. You'll have to look it up. Maybe you'll I'm currently do doing some that. <laughs> Are you really? 
<laughs> oh, why you do that? Welcome back into the Pulse on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. He's Jack Johnson. I'm Pat Strothman. Glad to have you here on the show. Coming up, we have Seren Petro with the program. Spring training out in Arizona. Seren Petro is out there, and he's talking to uh, some of the organizational people there for the Kansas City Royals. I'm sure you all hear some of that audio over the course of the week. They're going to be out there for what should be a good portion of the week. Maybe not the entire week, but they're going to be out there, which that part is really cool, that they're out there for spring training. Jack, how jealous are you on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, I've been before as just as a fan to go and watch. I think I was back in 2019. So uh, jealous to see the early starts of baseball because I don't think there's anything that beats the the early sounds of baseball, the crack of the bat, the the cleats sure. on dirts and stuff like that. So so that's going to be cool to see a lot of the guys for the first time in Royals uniforms. So, yes, jealous uh, just because, A, warm weather, and B, baseball's back, and i got to be in the little studio here. But oh, that time will guy. come. Yeah. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. You poor guy. Well, I've been in spring training once, and it was my second semester my freshman year. It would have been 2010. It was me, my three brothers, and my dad. We all went out to Arizona to take in spring training. In addition to that, I also caught my first NBA game, which for those that have listened to the show, I'm sure I've talked about it a bajillion times, but Amari Stoudemire dropped 44 points in the game, which that part was exciting. Steve Nash was unreal. But the very first game that we caught for spring training, it was a night game, and it was Mark Burley versus Zach Granke. It was the Royals and the White Sox. And then we bounced around and caught some other games, too. I don't remember all of them. I think one was a Reds game. I think we caught a Giants game. And I think we caught one more, but who would it have been? I gotta think about that for a little bit. Any, anywho, it was awesome. To those listening that have never been to spring training, I would highly recommend going at least once. And if you bring your, your kid, I would imagine that that would be the coolest thing in the world for them. Spring training is such a, a unique time. So, highly recommend going out and doing that. And Saran Petro is doing that. So we'll have some audio throughout the week. I think Shane played the Matt Quattraro audio during the Shane Denner Show, so you can catch it on the podcast page at ESPNWichita.com. So tonight we have overtime after that, and then it's quiet. Tomorrow we'll have K-State. K-State is playing at 6 tomorrow, pregame coverage at 5, taking on Baylor. So you can listen to that game here on ESPN Wichita. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, KCAC postseason tournament is here. Road to Hartman Arena. KCAC Championship Monday is next Monday. And I could not be more excited. Coming up on Wednesday, we'll have the 4-5 matchup for the men's quarters as we will have Southwestern hosting Bethany. On Thursday, KCAC women's basketball tournament quarters. Number four, Tabor, hosting number five, St. Mary. Then on Saturday, 
we're going to have the women's basketball semis. One game there, as we'll have K State basketball on Saturday. So we won't have a men's quarter, or excuse me, a men's semifinal game on Saturday, but we will have a women's one, and it should be an exciting, exciting night of basketball. It should be an exciting week of basketball. Cannot wait to get to Hartman Arena next week. So it's a little taste of what our schedule is going to look like for this week here on ESPN Wichita. So Mount Rushmore Monday time. And the reason why I'm choosing this topic is because of what took place this past weekend. NBA All-Star weekend has come and gone. Did you watch a single second of it, Jack? Oh, hell no. No. I figured as much. Yeah. That's not good TV. I figured as much. <laughs> I figured as much. Every All-Star game, I'm not I'm not a big fan of any All-Star game. I think that is well documented. So, hey, you had Giannis' team win 184 to 175 yesterday. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Dunk contest also took place. And I will say, Mac McClung, that was exciting. He was able to do some incredible dunks during the dunk contest. And it got me thinking. Greatest dunkers of all time. Who is in the top four for Jack Johnson? And who is in my top four? Mount Rushmore Monday. Here we go. Greatest dunkers. My number one. And here's the thing. I'd be curious to see who Jack picks. I wonder if Jack will stay old school or if Jack will take some of the of the newer guys. Because let's be real, I think we've seen athleticism get better over the years. <laughs> A little bit different than what it was back in the 1950s. So there are some great dunkers nowadays. John Morant's one I think that comes to mind. Guy is pretty good. But I think there are a bajillion good dunkers in the NBA. But the one guy that really stands apart for me is Vince Carter. No one can touch Vince Carter in my eyes. When he dunked over, was it the Russian, Ukrainian? I can't remember now. I think it was a Russian. He had that dunk... (laughs) As an Olympian, and I just thought to myself, oh, my, he just dunked over a seven foot eight dude, and it was a nasty gym. And then he saw what he was able to do in the dunk contest. He would casually burst out or bust out windmills in traffic. No one can, I mean, some people could do that now, but Vince Carter, to me, will always be the top dunker in my lifetime. Jack. Yeah, I think you'd have to be pretty stupid not to have Vince Carter number one overall. I I think when I rate my dunkers here, it's not so much of the vertical. I think it's with the ferocity in which you throw it down on the rim that makes you the best dunker of all time. And Vince Carter might have done that better than anybody else, of course, dunking over whoever the seven-footer was in the Olympics. Think about the Honey Dipper in the slam dunk contest. Uh, I mean, the way the rim was just almost destroyed every single time. And it wasn't like he was Shaq. It wasn't like he was some big, powerful dude at 320 pounds. He just could dunk better than the rest. So if you don't have Vince Carter number one, you're just doing this wrong. Okay. 
Who's your number two? I'm going to go with Blake Griffin here. I think for my childhood and growing up, everybody tried to emulate Blake Griffin on a seven- or eight-foot goal. Best dunker of the 2010s? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think very close. And I think everybody was just in awe of Blake Griffin because he wasn't a guy that was built like LeBron either. He was a small forward, power forward. But, I mean, the way he he would dunk the ball, kind of like with Vince Carter, such ferocity that you're almost in awe of it. So he's easily on my Mount Rushmore. Okay. So Blake Griffin is on mine too, so spoiler alert. So you and I both agree when it comes to that. I want to put him as number two. He's the one that's at number four to me if I had to do an actual rankings. He has a dunk, although people would say that one dunk that he had, was it Mozgov, the Mozgov dunk or something like that? Isn't that what they said it? Yes, it was, it was on, it? yeah, when yeah. he threw it over Timothy, Timothy Mozgov. Right, yeah, I think that's what it was, yeah. So, like, <laughs> from that point forward, like, everyone is trying to do that dunk, as you brought up. Um, although some would say, well, that's not a dunk, <laughs> which I do find interesting. There are some people out there that say it's not a dunk. That was, I remember watching that, and I just, I just left out of my chair, and I just walked around. I felt like I had to go take a bath after watching that thing because it was so, so dirty, so nasty, just what he was able to do on Timothy Mozgov. So Blake Griffin, not my number two, but he is on my Mount Rushmore. Who is your three? I think number three, just because the slam dunk contest I remember the most. I'm going to go with Dwight Howard here. Uh, people really do forget that prime Dwight Howard in Orlando was maybe one of the most physically dominant big men in the game at that point. But with the Superman cape and, and the way he kind of just took over, I mean, next to Nate Robinson, of course, it was just another guy that when he would dunk the ball, it just kind of left everybody in shock in the stadium. You heard a lot of the oohs and ahs when Dwight Howard dunked the ball. And I feel like he gets forgotten a lot because after his time in Orlando, he tailed off in L.A. and in Houston and then never really found his way back. But prime Dwight Howard, there weren't many guys like him. Okay. Dwight Howard, I actually dressed up as him on a uh, Halloween night on a, for a Halloween party. Did that one time. It was a good night. And it was a simple, simple costume. Just had to do a cape with a Dwight Howard jersey. It's pretty easy. Uh, Michael Jordan. Is my number two. <laughs> you know, you want to talk about ferocity, right? You know, going out there and just unleashing fury on a rim. Then there's Michael Jordan, who just floats in air, and he does the swooping dunks. So, yeah, MJ, my number two. Blake Griffin's my number four. Number three, Dominique Wilkins, one of the finest dunkers in the history of the NBA. Want to talk about dunks with sheer force that's him who's your fourth i'm gonna go gerald green you don't know what i'm talking about Ooh, just go watch some highlights of gerald, gerald green, green. Mm-hmm. okay yep respect couldn't do anything other than dunk so hey you gotta be good at one thing and if there's one thing to be good at hey that's a cool thing to do <laughs> to be a good dunker it's a cool thing to specialize in all right that is it for us today thank you so much for listening to the show if you missed any of it Go to our podcast page, ESPNWichita.com. You can also find podcasts on Spotify and Apple Music. For producer, Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strompman saying so long, Wichita. Have a good night. See you tomorrow at 2 o'clock. 
Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.